0: friends. Welcome back to my channel. Thank you guys for being here. I'm so excited to talk to you guys today. As always, I was thinking and reflecting a lot about the content I've been putting out and just this desire to have my podcast be the best representation of all of my thoughts and my entire heart, you know, and I want my podcast to also be about everything that I care about as well. And so today I wanted to kind of shift gears a little bit and talk about something that has always been very close to my heart. For a long time now, I think back in high school, I've I've really felt that there was a specific people group that was very near and dear to my heart from I think about around senior year or a little bit before that of my high school. I had a really deep desire to to really be an advocate of this. I have always felt this drawing towards refugees and those who are seeking asylum. The specific area that I've always been drawn to was the Middle East, but recently I've kind of felt just a desire to talk about other people groups that were closer Uh, geographically, anyway, closer to my home and my birthplace. And so today I wanted to sit down and talk to you about the Rohingya people. The Rohingya people are a Muslim ethnic minority group in Myanmar, which was previously called Burma. And Myanmar is nestled between Bangladesh and Thailand, so it's in the southeast region it's actually very close to my birthplace it's only it's only separated by thailand and right next to thailand is my uh country uh called cambodia they've suffered since 2017 genocide or an ethnic cleansing and just a little background of of this rohingya crisis in 1982 they were denied citizenship by the government, the Myanmar government. And so Myanmar passed a law which denied the Rohingya people of citizenship and denied their nationality. This is actually quite synonymous to other people groups who were also persecuted and were forced to leave their places, their homes. So if we look at the Arab-Israeli conflict and the Palestinian mandate and just the large exodus of people, they share a lot of similar kind of political upheavals. And so the Rohingya people are actually the world's largest stateless population, and they're currently being persecuted for their religion. And also their ethnicity so these people had the largest exodus in 2017 and they sought refuge in neighbor Bangladesh which is east or I'm sorry which is west of Myanmar and so they traveled west and currently there are 980,000 refugees to date there are also a number of refugees of Rohingya refugees in Thailand which is, which sits on the east side of Myanmar and India as well and India is a country known also for Muslim persecution. Half of these refugees are children, so if you think about this, this has been like the worst the worst genocide since the Rwanda genocide, and half of these are children and I can't even imagine the vulnerable state that they're in, right? Because without citizenship, they don't have any state laws to govern them, and so they, women and children, are very are subjected to sexual abuse. They have this lack of protection with the laws, and and with that, there's a lack of resources. There's a lack of healthcare and education. I wanted to just bring this on my platform because i feel like of media is very clickbaity and it doesn't actually show us the things that we need to be talking about even just a week or two ago i can't remember the exact date but there were 750 middle eastern refugees who were attempting to flee their home country because they were being persecuted 750 lives lost and there wasn't much to say about it the middle east crisis is one of the more kind of covered uh issues on on social media and on news outlet and things like that and i myself have posted a lot about the middle east the the middle eastern conflict because that kind of catapulted my desire or my my kind of a advocacy for for refugee protection right but there are so many different people groups that are also facing persecution and they're also facing their homes being uprooted and just this facing all these just atrocities. When I see, when I hear and when I'm learning and becoming aware of all these things that are happening in this world, I kind of ask myself, like, how do we as a a collective, how do we mitigate the suffering in this world? How do we raise the awareness of the collective? I think that with, with raising the awareness of the collective, it starts with yourself. And that is why healing is so key. If you're not healed within yourself, there's no way that you can start healing others. And your, your perspectives are very clogged. And it's, you see through the lens of ego it will always be yourself first and foremost, unless you can heal that aspect of yourself to be kind of selfish, to be uh, self pre- like self-preserving like self and all these things in order for you to get to a point where you actually have these very selfless mot- motives. And these are all things that we're all still trying to learn. I'm still trying to learn how to not be selfish and how to give more than I, I take. When you're- and when you heal... When you understand your responsibility and your obligation to heal yourself, you see the earth differently. And the earth is hurting, right? It's hurting. And with climate change, these things become more pressing. A lot of people are drawn to kind of preserving the earth or or protecting animals. And I personally am more drawn to the souls on earth who are suffering because of a lack of basic necess- necessities. And so, particularly for me, refugees seeking asylum who have no home. And when I talk about, when I say home, I'm not just talking about a roof over their head and the four walls around them, right? I'm talking about this, there is no semblance of normalcy for these people. Like I said previously, there are no laws to protect them, and they belong to no one. No state will claim them. They live in crowded, unsanitary conditions. There's no access to physical needs, let alone mental health needs, for especially the children or the teenagers or the women or men who who witness these gruesome crimes. They have this PTSD from the, from the genocide, right? from the ethnic cleansing, from just uprooting their entire lives and witnessing and experiencing all this abhorrent abuse. Sometimes when you're left, left to face this abuse alone, left to face with, with the current reality, the abhorrent traumatic reality, victims can actually become perpetrators of abuse themselves. And we don't want that to happen. Learning about the abuse of indigenous tribes, the persecution of Muslims, or the, the persecution of those who don't have the quote-unquote correct ethnicity, it has really stirred on me this kind of gratitude to be living in a peaceful Nation, as peaceful as as it can be in an imperfect world, right? And it's kind of given me a reason to believe that there's a reason why you were birthed into the land. There's a reason why you were birthed in the United States of America. For me, my land happened to be the Kingdom of Cambodia, which is what we call Because my parents are of the land, and so are my grandparents. My father's youth was during the French colonization of Cambodia, so he's fluent in French. Along with that, both of my parents survived the Khmer genocide. And with witnessing and surviving such a horrific event... They worked hard to get out of it. They started their lives from scrap and they, they, they came out of the war with nothing and they built themselves up. And they gave me and my siblings the opportunity to end that cycle of suffering. With their efforts and their resilience and their persistence, they made sure that the next generation would never see the horrors that they saw. For me, I, I'm safe, right? I'm protected by laws, my needs are met, I'm not in lack. And I see it as my responsibility and my obligation to bring awareness, to give what I can to help, ensure to help anyone who are still in the cycle of suffering. The collective experience of my ancestors have awakened in me this thirst to see justice for for all, for everybody, for all peoples, especially to see the vulnerables protected and for them to break their own cycles. And that is the power of genera- generational healing, which is the recognition of the cycles that needs to be broken and the healing of your dharma, which is just the reality that you are currently living so that your next generation may be birth free of violence and suffering. I want to stress That it's about our service on earth. Spirituality is about awakening to the darkness that the earth holds. And coming together and saying, let's heal ourselves first. I hold myself accountable. You hold yourself accountable. And in the ways that we all feel called to do, whether it's protecting orphans, protecting refugees, protecting mothers, or providing health care, or providing food. We go into service Because we understand that we are all connected, right? We are the collective conscious. And we have the ability to actually stop the cycle of pain. When we heal, the universe collectively heals as well. So when we have the love of God in us, when we begin to know ourselves, our hearts will align with God. Our service aligns with God. Any other way is a natural, right? If you're a healed person, you're... Your motives cannot not align with God. The healing of the self is the very first step. But where we want to be at is how we can give back to our community, how we want to show up. Because it's, it's more than just ourselves, right? At the end of the day, there's a time to be selfish. Um, between the ages of 18 and 23, I, was, it, I experienced the most turbulent time of my life, right? I was going through so much culture shock. I was kind of in this pursuit of status and success, and I was all about what I wanted and what was the best thing for me and you know what does Jenny want Jenny will get and i wasn't an, and I was the type of person that wasn't afraid to get what i to to seek what I wanted, and so it led me into a lot of unhealthy routes. And 23, when I turned 23, and I started truly healing a couple months before I turned 25, and I did that for a whole year. I was just intensely healing and just healing my triggers and traumatic responses, my childhood wounds, doing so much shadow work, and then sitting in my emotions, just learning how to nurture myself back into the feeling of fullness. As I've kind of gotten off, of the peak and the climax climax of that healing period i i realize now that there's just so much more to it than just myself and my own healing and my own uh happiness and my own fulfillment right because when you are healed when you're in this space where you you are healed it doesn't feel completely fulfilling unless you are also extending it your community extending it to the people that are around you right it's that influence it's that it's consciously knowing that you are actually a part of something so you cannot be fully healed if your neighbor is hurting when you come to a point when you realize it has never been just about you that's when the real shift occurs that's when the transformative work comes to fruition right and that is how people can see the, your fruits. I know that this is so overly used, but the analogy of the tree, how it starts very, very subtly with the seed, something that just, I don't know, something that was your pivotal moment, right? Whether you saw something or something happened to you, it was your canon event, right? For me, I stumbled upon a podcast who, that answered my prayer. Um, that answered my question. I was praying to the universe. I was like, oh my God, I am so lost. I don't know. I have all these questions. And a week later, I listened to a podcast and it completely answered everything that I had asked that night. And so that was kind of like my pivotal point where that seed, right? Like kind of that awakening, and so after that, you start to learn, and you start to be conscious of all these things, and your roots grow deeper and deeper, and you're watering, watering your consciousness. You're um, feeding it with this, with sunshine and with water and all these good things, and 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 soon, when you've kind of reached the, when you've kind of fallen off the peak, like when you're coming down from the peak of your healing you have now leaves right you have this these flourishing leaves and then when you start to do the work when you start to be transformative and in the ways that you show up for others and show up for the world and show up for creation all these things like your fruits that like they bear fruit right i don't know where i was going with that but what i mean to say is that it will become evident and as your roots grow stronger and deeper your priority of the self that just naturally thins out. Of course, it's important to nurture yourself and all these things, but what I'm saying is that you're not constantly thinking about how you're benefiting off of other people, how how you can how you can get and how can you obtain all these things, right? You're not thinking about that as much as you're thinking more about how you can uh, provide nurturing and warmth to those around you we are going to naturally want to accept responsibility and accept this obligation to provide resources to those who who are in lack of those especially the basic necessities right so i'm going to link some uh i'm going to put some links in my show notes and it's they're kind of like if you feel called to of course um i'm going to provide some ways for you to help uh with the cause with the rohingya cause and i'm not ben- benefiting from this in any way but i just want to make sure that i can add that i'm able to provide you the resources if you feel called to give in any of that but i th- that's everything that i wanted to talk about um i've obviously not an expert on this so if there is anything that somebody wanted to add to or correct please let me know i'm always open for feedback thank you so much for listening guys i appreciate you so much if you've been following up and listening to all my episodes i i love talking to you i will see you in the next episode or yes okay bye